We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, it's Lindsay Rhodes and I've got a new podcast, The NFL Road Show. Fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes, and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to the NFL Roadshow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game breakdown. We're going to break down the offense and the defense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and also give our bold predictions and scoring predictions. All on episode 161 of the Pride Podcast. And also, Merry Christmas, everybody. Today's episode is going to be sponsored by BetOnlineAndIndeed.com. I am your host, Tyler. Joined by my main guy, as always, Pierre. How you doing? Today on our Christmas special, recording this on Christmas Eve. I'm good, man. First of all, I want to say Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to all of our listeners. And if you're not Christian, happy holidays to you. Hope you're all staying safe, enjoying some time with the family and friends. And yeah, man, let's get this started. Yeah, first of all, just, you know, some house cleaning. Malcolm's not joining us for this episode. You know, he's got the day off Christmas Eve, so no big deal, obviously. Uh, we didn't fire him this time, so no big deal, obviously, this time. Uh, but if he skips on us again, you know, then it's going to come to the serious talk, and then we're going to have to make decisions on that. So, but he's okay for now. We'll give him the free pass. But, yeah, as Peter said, Merry Christmas to everybody as well. And if you guys are not Christian or Catholic, happy holidays, whatever you guys celebrate. Um, you know, I hope you guys are enjoying it with your family and whatever. But, Pierre, since it is our Christmas special, I figure this is a good question. It's an appropriate question. It's not even a question I even told you we are going to ask. But what is your favorite Christmas song um, to listen to, like, you know, during, like, the holiday season? I don't really have a favorite. I like 
all Christmas carols, really. I don't really have a favorite, bro. If I had a favorite, maybe it would be like Jingle Bells. Okay. That's that's pretty that's a good one. I don't really I, have a favorite though. I listen to like everything really on Christmas. Yeah, I was kind of thrown off by this question. Like someone asked me, I'm like, what is my favorite Christmas song? And I worked a retail job and I'm like, dude, I hate all of them because like I listen to all these these songs all day and I got sick of them. But like when you get out of the retail business, you know, you could start to enjoy them a little bit more. So right. um I, I enjoyed them a little bit more this year, not hearing them every single day and you know, like all day. So um, I think I, I finally found out my favorite Christmas song. I think it's just, you know, Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas, honestly. I think it's just, I don't know. I think it's just about That one's kind of annoying because it's like <laughs> you hear it everywhere you go. Dude, I, I still, when I worked at retail, I could not stand that song. It'd come on at least three times, and that's underestimating it, an hour. Like an hour of the day. It, oh, my God. It was awful. Right. But, um, all right. We talked about Christmas carols. We talked about uh, obviously all the holidays coming up. Let's get into this game that the Lions are playing this weekend. It's on a different time schedule. They usually play on a Sunday. This week it will be on a Saturday. The Lions are playing the Tampa Bay Bucks on national TV on NFL Network. But before we get into the game plan and before we get into this Tampa Bay Bucks offense, let's get into the injury report sponsored by Indeed.com. Uh, let's start off with the opposing team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team that is coming to Motown. Short injury report. Uh, Pierre, you want to go ahead and read off that? Yeah, they ruled out Ronald Jones. They placed him on the COVID list, which means he either has COVID or he came into contact with someone who has COVID. And then their starting corner, Carlton Davis, is doubtful with a groin injury. That's pretty much it. Yeah, so pretty Must else nice. for, yeah, for the week 15 or week 16. I mean, that's that's impressive. So They um, got uh, they got a key player going, IRV Davea, but we'll yeah. talk about that. We'll get into that later. All right, well, Unfortunately, the Lions are not as healthy as the Tampa Bay Bucks, so we got some injuries to talk about. But the Lions did have some guys return to practice and some guys uh, return off IR, Julian Aquara being one of them. Uh, Danny Shelton returning from IR, or not returning from IR, but returning to practice and could return next week, potentially to play the final game of the season. And then uh, Big V also returning this week so from IR. So he, and then Griffin. Also. And then Everson Griffin from COVID-19. So uh, the Lions got some guys back, but they also have some injuries, and they're going to miss some guys this week. So let's start off with that. Starting off with offensive tackle Terrell Crosby. He's going to be missing his third straight game. This week he's been ruled out with an ankle injury. Wide receiver Kenny Galladay still dealing with that hip injury. He didn't practice this week at all. He's out. Jamie Collins now on this injury report. He didn't practice at all this week. Uh, he's not listed as out. He's listed as questionable, so we'll see what they end up doing with him. Uh, offensive tackle Taylor Decker was limited and didn't participate on Wednesday, but then he was limited on Thursday and is questionable. Uh, Jerron Curse, also with the hip injury, wasn't listed the first couple days, but he's now limited and is questionable for this week's game. Matt Prater dealing with a back injury. Also wasn't limited on Tuesday or Wednesday, but was limited on Thursday. He is questionable. And then Frank Ragnall, like I mentioned a couple episodes ago, he's dealing with that fractured throat. He didn't participate Tuesday or Wednesday, but he ended up being a limited participant on Thursday, so now he is questionable. Man is made out of uh, he's made out of nails. I mean, that man is tough as hell. So, cornerback um, Dell Roberts, who missed last week, he was limited the last couple of days, and then he actually was a full participant on Thursday, so he's questionable for this Saturday. Matt Stafford dealing with that thumb injury and obviously that rib injury. And I've said my perspective how I don't think he should be playing, and it looks like he will be playing. He was limited all three days, and he is questionable going to this game. And then, like I mentioned, Big V returning from uh, 
returned from IR. He didn't practice on Tuesday with a concussion, but he was limited on Wednesday and was a full participant on Thursday. He's questionable. And then Mike Ford and Julian Acquire, who are listed on this list, um, they are expected to play. So that is the Detroit Lions injury report sponsored by Indeed.com. Okay. Now we can get into this Tampa Bay Bucks Wait, offense. Before we get into that, I want to announce that um, the coaching changes that they have. It's, it's a really weird, <laughs> really yeah, weird uh, week, kind of. That. Yeah, I was going to get into that, yeah. All right, you want to say it? Go ahead. Do you have it in front of you? I have it in front of me. No, I mean, yeah, if you want to say it, go for it. I mean, yeah, this is uh, as interesting as is it, this is as 20 as 2020 gets. I mean, I, I've never seen anything close to this. This is the first time I don't really want to say in NFL history. But this is the first time I've ever seen in NFL history. So this is the first time in Tyler Sawa history. I'm gonna I'm gonna just go on a limb and say this is the first time you've ever seen this. So uh, go ahead, Pierre. Just tell me what's going on. All right, the Lions announced that interim head coach Daryl Bevel, defense coordinator Corey Allen, defensive line coach Bo Davis, DBs coach Steve Gregory, linebackers coach Ty McKenzie will not coach um, due to COVID due to COVID-19 protocols, so the Lions will be without those coaches. And then the replacements are interim head coach of the interim head coach will be Robert Prince. He's currently the wide receivers coach. The OC, or like the play caller, will be Sean Ryan. He's a QB's coach. The defensive play caller, basically the DC, it's going to be Evan Rothstein. Now, this guy has never coached a position. He's a head coach assistant slash research and analysis. The DB's coach is going to be Tony Carter. He's a defensive assistant. The linebacker's coach is going to be David Carrero. He's a head coach assistant in research analysis as well. The D-line coach is going to be Ty Warren. He's the um, WCF minority coaching candidate. So, um, yeah, so on the defensive side, you have some coaches that have never really coached positions before. Um, but Okwara did say that Rossi has held meetings with the players, talk about tendencies about teams and stuff, so... It's just kind of it's going to be kind of weird. We'll see how the defense. Will, I'm kind of actually interested. Hey, I was going to say this makes it like a lot more interesting. Like I'm like very intrigued to see this. We're having an interim for an interim head coach. Like who would have ever thought we would ever see in a regular season game Rod Prince as a head coach in the NFL? Yeah, he deserves it too. He's a good guy. He's been with the organization for a while. The players yes. love him. Um, he's developed wide receivers nicely. Kenny Galladay. Marvin Jones and Tay have played well under him. So he's he's really good at his job. Um, he deserves it. So I hope he he, he makes like he succeeds. Yeah, that's wild, man. I, if you ever told me Rod Prince would be head coach at some point in the NFL, like I know this is not a long-term job, and this very possibly could be probably just a one-week thing, and it most likely probably is just a one-week thing. Yeah. But that is wild to me. And this is the most 2020 thing I've I think I've ever heard in the NFL this year. I mean, that is wild. So I mean uh, let's see how these guys, you know, attack that opportunity. So, okay, we got that out of the way. Let's get into this Tampa Bay Bucks offense now. This is an offense that got a lot of high praise in the offseason. An, off, uh, an offense a lot of people thought was even as good enough to maybe potentially make a Super Bowl. And some people still have those expectations. So, Pierre, you want to go ahead and read that offense off? Yeah, so it starts with Tom Brady, obviously the greatest of all time. Uh, 32 touchdowns, 11 picks. He does have 3,886 yards. He's throwing the ball more and taking more deep shots. That's why his uh, interception numbers are up. He didn't really do that in New England. They kind of like dink and dunked it away. So it's a little different down there in uh, in Tampa. Their running back is going to be Al Ronald Jones. They have Leonard Fournette. He has five touchdowns, averaging 3.9 yards a carry. Those He's backed up by LaShawn McCoy and Keyshawn Vaughn. They're loaded at wide receiver. You have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, AB. I mean, I don't need to say anything about them. You guys pretty much know them. If you don't, Mike Evans. 
he's really big receiver, really good. Chris Godwin is a really good receiver. And then A.B., I mean, shoot, he's really good too. Scotty Miller, he has speed. And then the, their backups are Tyler Johnson and Justin Watson. At tight end, they got Gronk, big boy. Obviously, he's not the same player he was, but he's still pretty productive. 536 yards and five touchdowns. They also have Cameron Bray, who's a solid receiver as well. He has 244 yards and two touchdowns, and those guys are backed up by Tanner Hudson and Anthony O'Claire. Um, their O-line, it, it's pretty decent. Donovan Smith, he has nine penalties, five sacks. He's a good run blocker. Ali Marpet, I hope I said his name right. He's one of the best guards in the NFL. He has three penalties, zero sacks. Um, well, this year he's playing like one of the best. And then center, Ryan Jensen, he's a better run blocker than pass blocker. He has four penalties and four sacks. Right guard, Alex Kappa. He has two penalties, zero sacks. He's a better he's better as a pass blocker than a run blocker. Right tackle, Christian Wirfs. This kid doesn't look like a rookie. He's playing really well. He only has three penalties and has allowed one sack. So, I mean, that's their offense. Pretty loaded. Could they maybe make Tom Brady, like, some throws, force him to do something? Possible, but, I mean, it's a really tough matchup for this Lions defense. Where are they ranked, you know, in front of, like, NFL, like, as far as, you know, running the ball, passing the ball in the NFL? Yeah, I got you. Let me pull that up. Yeah, so uh, they're seventh in points in offense, uh, sixth in passing yards, 29th in rushing yards. So okay. they're sixth in passing the ball, 29th. So they're probably just going to come out try to pass it against Detroit's um, third or Detroit's 27th uh, pass rank pass offense. Or, sorry, Detroit. Detroit's 27th ranked pass offense, pass yeah, so defense. A very vulnerable yeah. pass defense, and, you know, a lot of teams have picked on this year. And you mentioned all those weapons that Brady has. And I want to speak on one guy This is not a weapon that Brady has, but this guy is a significant piece at why this offense gets flown. And this has been like a hit-or-miss offense some weeks. But I want to talk about one piece, and this is a piece that I know me and you and Malcolm were all high on in the offseason, and this is in, free, or in the draft. And that's Tristan Warps, man. I mean, yeah. if there were to ever be a, a rookie of the year, someone like not a quarterback or like a running back or receiver, like not a skilled position player, Tristan Warps is that guy, and he deserves to be in that contention. Will he get it? Probably not because he's an offensive lineman. Right. But Tristan Warps, I mean, this guy was offensive line one. I believe he was your offensive line one too, wasn't he? I forgot to be honest. I think he was. I'm not sure. Well, I know whatever he was high on. We we all thought highly of him, though. We all yeah. So, I mean, I was I mean shocked when he fell as the fourth offensive lineman taken. Like I was shocked when you know Thomas, Jedrick Wills, and uh, Mackay Becton were all taken. I liked all three of those guys too. But Tristan Warfs, man, I mean, this guy is just looking like why he he's proven why he's offensive tackle one in this class, in my opinion. And I mean, this guy is a stud in both departments in the run, in the running game, the passing game, and you and you said it. He's not looking like a rookie at all, and that's exactly what he's you know doing. I mean, he doesn't look like a rookie one bit. The man is a stud. So Tampa Bay, I mean, they got themselves a stud for a while. I mean, I mean, this is a guy that you're going to build your offensive line from, and there you got a pretty solid offensive line. But I mean, wow. I mean, the value they got with Tristan Warfs is insane. They got him like in the mid first round, which it still, you know, shocked me, but I mean, yeah, he, he, he gets that offense going. He's one of my favorite pieces in that offense, but okay. Now I, I talked about my love for Tristan Warps. Let's talk about what's something maybe Detroit could do to, I guess you're not going to stop Tampa Bay, but to contain Tampa Bay. Um, if I'm Rothstein, right, that's the name, Evan Rothstein. Yeah. 
Um, everything starts with stopping the run, right? And I, maybe the Bucks will try to stop the run because Detroit's run defense, it, it's pretty low. If it's not the worst, it's one of the worst. Um, so you want to start Leonard Fournette because they had trouble with a power back last week. Leonard, I mean, I'm the Leonard Fournette is not Derrick Henry, but he's still a power guy. He runs through tackles. Um, he can break tackles and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's going to be tough. <laughs> it's it's a really tough matchup. Are you Scott Evans, Godwin, AB? Maybe play the way you played the Rams uh, two two. What was it? Two years ago, 2018. That was a good game plan because we thought like there was no chance. They actually put up a good fight until the end. So. Maybe play a little more quarters coverage, kind of don't let nothing go deep, and then if they run the ball, let them run the ball. I don't know what they'll do. It, it's kind of tough because you pick your poison. If you stop, if you try to load the box on Tom Brady, you're going to leave these guys one-on-one on the outside. And with the corners, Detroit's banged up at cornerback, and then just like these guys are elite. Evans, Godwin, they beat. They're all elite receivers. They're all really good. So it's tough. Yeah, I mean, that plan's a little tough because when you were in that quarters defense, you got to remember you had snacks, obviously. So that helped a lot, you know, that you know gives a trust into your defensive coordinator, whoever's, you know, setting the game plan, that we could run this and maybe this could work. You don't, you should have just don't have that guy. You don't have that snacks. Like, Fennessini's yeah. been good, but nowhere near snacks 2018. No. So, I don't know, man. This is a... A tough offense. I mean, any offense I look at right now versus Detroit, it's a tough offense versus Pretty Detroit. Pretty much. There's not really a, a favorable matchup like any anywhere because they don't really do anything well. I mean, they don't stop the run. They don't get to the quarterback. They Their corners don't, you know, they give a lot of passing yards. Their safeties sometimes get picked on. I mean, like, they don't. Strength. I didn't even get into the linebackers because I didn't want to get it. I didn't want to give myself a headache. But they don't have a strength anywhere on defense, really. When you look at it, so I mean, right. we could talk about any other team in the NFL, and I'm going to say the same exact words. I'm like, I don't know how we stop them because they're going to find a mismatch. Because I mean, if there's not one, there's going to be <laughs> there's multiple mismatches everywhere. And like you mentioned, like you're mixing in the greatest quarterback of all time, and no, he's not playing like that this year. But at the end of the day, I mean, this Lions defense is just not competitive enough, you know, to compete with these teams. So, I don't know. It's going to be, I think, a long day for this Lions defense. And, you know, I think, you know, the Bucs are just going to do a little bit of everything, you know, get the passing game involved, get the running game involved. And, you know, a lot of things are probably going to get going for their team this week. I mean, if you're the Lions, too, maybe you just kind of have to, like, air the ball out, too, on offense. We'll get into that. But, like, yeah. That's because we've talked about trying to run the ball, but you can't. You, if you run the ball, I mean, you can't. They've had trouble with that too recently. It yeah. hasn't really um been that all that. Well, if you get a three and out, or you know, you can't get in position to at least get a field goal. I mean, it's tough to keep up with you know offenses when your defense is not doing anything for you. Right. So, I mean, you could score 30 points, and that's cool and all, but, I mean, what is your defense doing? And is your defense going to give you an opportunity to even go up and put 30 points? Because we've seen teams just control the time possession versus defense. Yeah, that, that's the scary part. Um, Bruce Arians is more like an aggressive type of coach, but, I mean, if you watch that Titans film, you could think, hey, maybe if we run the ball, we could keep their offense off the field, and we'll, that's how we'll win this game. I, I don't know what he'll think, but he's an aggressive kind of guy. Yeah. Um, you want to I mean, go to break? And then yeah. get into yeah. their defense. Yeah, just quickly. I mean, even oh, Tennessee, they 
did even go the Green Bay route. They they said, well, if we could score, we'll score. You know, we don't care about time. Uh, Green Bay was obviously a lot more conservative at the time, just didn't want the Lions offense on the field, and yeah. they know they could control the clock. So, I mean, I don't know. I think Tampa Bay, like you mentioned, is aggressive. So I could see them going that Tennessee route. I could see them dropping like a 40-burger. I would not be shocked at all. So, But, yeah, let's take a quick commercial break, and we can talk about this Tampa Bay Bucks defense versus this uh, Lions offense. What E20 has already reshaped how we work and is almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is crucial. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job sites according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there is no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resume on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates We'll see it fast. Try Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best available offer anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on all the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going an extra mile to make sure you get every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to teams, players, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonus today and start wagering on wins, divisions, and championship features all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all their great sign up bonuses. Don't forget, use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag that's blue wire all one word bet online your online sportsbook experts all right we are back now we're here to talk about this lions offense versus bucks defense you you mentioned before you know we were talking about the injury report that vitavea one of their significant run stuffers is on ir so you know, you want to go ahead and break down that defense and who else is on this team or on this defense, I should say? Yeah, but what was interesting when I was looking at the stats, the Bucks are still first against the run, but they've had games where they've struggled against the run. So I just want to bring that up. Um, they are they are 25th against the pass, though. Now let's get into their defense. Um, it starts up front for them. They are really aggressive up front. They got pass rushers. Jason Pierre-Paul, nine and a half sacks, 43 pressures. William Goldston, he has two sacks, but 44 pressures. And then their no tackle kind of coming in for um, Vita Vea. It's listed. His name is Rakeen. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Nunez Roche, Nunez Roche, or something like that. He's not really that good as a run fan, but he's a big body. He has eight pressures. Um, then I've seen Dom Kinsu, former Lions. We all know him. He has five sacks, 44 pressures, solid against the run. Shaq Barrett, eight sacks, 74 pressures. 74. Possibly against Matt Nelson if Crosby's out. That's kind of scary. Well, um, Vitae potentially. Oh, yeah, Vitae. I mean, it's still, it's still kind of scary. Uh, yeah, I mean, I told you. I, I'm not, I'd rather Matt Nelson or Crosby out there. Yeah. Over 
And then they have um, Levante David. He is one of the best linebackers in the league. He is really good. And they have Devin White. He's kind of up and down. He's still kind of young. He's really athletic, though. Last week, though, he had three sacks. Um, he's a great blitzer. Overall, he has eight sacks and over 100 tackles, so he flies to the ball. He's not really that good in coverage, though. But the guy is really athletic, and he pops up on tape. Like, you see him, you're like, whoa, this guy's super athletic. Um, at cornerback, obviously, they'll be without um, Carlton Davis. So they got Sean Murphy bunting. He's been targeted 50 t- or shoot, I wrote that wrong. He has a pick. Um, his passer rating allowed is 133.3. And their other guy, Jamel Dean, um, he's been targeted 57 times, allowed 35 receptions. He also has a pick. The pass rating allowed is 95.5. And I wasn't sure who's going to start and place for Carlton Davis. So they have these two guys. Um, Ross Crockle has played more, so I'm going to guess it's him. He's been targeted nine times on eight receptions, 84.7 pass rating allowed. And then Ryan Smith has only played one snap. So uh, I don't know if they'll bring up someone from their practice squad or they'll roll with those guys. Um, those are their corners, though. Their safeties, they're pretty decent. Uh, Antoine Winfield, I believe he's a rookie, right? Yeah, really good at run defense. Like a rookie he's, of the year? Yeah, uh, really good at run defense. Um, in coverage, he's okay. 91 pass rating allowed, which is decent for a rookie. Jordan Whitehead, he's really good in run defense as well. Um, not that good in coverage. 106.3 pass rating allowed. Then, like I said, the Bucks are first against the run and 25th against the pass. Um, that's their their defense. Yeah. I mean, if another guy that on oh, – this was – I know a guy for sure Malcolm was really high on in the draft process, not Antonio Winfield. And he, again, I mean, he's not a guy that's going to win rookie of the year on the defense side of the ball, but, like – if he played a more, I guess, sexier position that gets more, you know, att- you know, attraction where like people say, oh, look at those sack numbers. Like you're not going to get that at Winfield. He's obviously a safety, but Winfield, man, he's playing phenomenal, and he's going to be top five at the end of the day when it comes to rookie of the year from the defensive spot, and he's been great this year for Tampa Bay. Yeah, he's a pretty good safety as well, but he's a little short, so um, like. If he's on Hawk or matchup against Hawk, I kind of go at him just because the size. White is kind of a bigger guy, but he's not as like as uh, as athletic as Winfield. So, I mean, if I'm the Lions, bro, 25th against the pass, I'm just tearing it out. That's my game plan. Air it out. Attack these corners. Attack like the guy who's going to replace Davis, whether it's Crockwell or Smith. Um, Sean Murphy Bunting has struggled this year. 133.3 pass rating allowed. So, yeah, I mean. That could work. I mean, depends what the offensive line looks like. You got to remember that Taylor Dyker was limited. Frank Rag now, we don't know his status. You're getting Vitae potentially back from IR this week. So, yeah, are you going to have that time to air the ball out? Like you mentioned, Shaq Barrett and Dominican Sue from the interior, Jason right. Pierre Paul from the other edge spot. Uh, they don't have Vitae, and he's not. He's never been a big pass rush, you know, effect regardless. And then, of yeah. And but, then what you could also do is uh, kind of like slow these guys down with the screen game. You know, the best way to slow down pass rushers is do like end around screen game. It kind of like slows them down a little. Makes sense, yeah. Yeah, so uh, last week they utilized the screen game. This week's going to be kind of different. Bevel's going to be there, but I'm sure he'll be part of the game plan via Zoom or whatever they use. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, the quick passing game, I think it's something that's going to be critical in this game. Something that right. the Lions are going to have to get. I mean – if they could air it out, I mean, they're going to have opportunities to air the ball out, obviously, because their offensive line has been pretty solid this year. So they're going to have their, their opportunities to air it out. But um, 
it's not like a pass rush like we've played in the last couple weeks. Like Tennessee's pass rush, kind of non-existent, honestly. Uh, Green Bay's pass rush is like hit or miss, just depending. Um, this is one of the better pass rushes we've played in a while. So, uh, but you know, like that that comes with it. We're not playing the best corners that well. So if we get the opportunity to take shots, I think we could have a, a higher success rate if we could take those shots. So. Yeah, this this might be the best pass rush they've played since Washington. They're both pretty good. Yeah. Um, I mean, they just got everywhere. I mean, besides the other interior spot, the nose tackle spot, uh, I mean, off the jack, Shaq Barry, off the other edge spot, Jason Pierre-Paul, and here, Sue. obviously, we all know Indomitian too. So. And Golston also uh, plays in there, too, sometimes. Yeah, so, so I mean, they're, they're stacked. They got a really good interior, and, like, I saw the hype. I saw, I understand why people are, you know, on this hype train of Tampa Bay you know, even being potentially a Super Bowl team. I was never there, but I could see it. I understand, like, the philosophy behind it. But, I mean, they're a team that's kind of weird, man. It's just hard to predict the Tampa Bay Bucs. But, I mean, I think overall, this was a game the NFL looked at. They're like, Lions, Buccaneers, let's make this a primetime game. Let's make these guys look really good. Let's make let's make people second-guess their thoughts on the Tampa Bay Bucs. <laughs> and I think that's exactly what's going to happen this Saturday. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, it was like, hey, let's put Tom Brady against this Lions defense on national TV and say Tom Brady still has it. That's, I mean, we texted about that right when it happened. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I told you, like, if this game, obviously with all the Lions, you know, uh, COVID stuff that's going on with them, not like a, a crazy outbreak like the Titans or like the Ravens or anything like that. We didn't have that situation. But at the end of the day, we don't have our current head coach. We don't have our whole defensive staff, essentially. Or do we have anyone on our defensive staff? Um, most of the guys, except the defensive assistant, what was his name? He's going to coach the DBs. I don't even know. Uh, that, that's pretty much it. Everyone else. Like, I'm saying, um, like, every like position Eastern. coaches out. Like, yeah, no yeah. Udland, no Bo Davis, no uh, McKenzie, no Gregory, no. Am I messing somebody? Um, no, I think you got everyone. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> we don't have a single position coach. Like, that was like, like initially supposed to be there. You know, that's that's wild. So. I don't know. I feel like this if, if this game was more significant for the Lions and it wasn't a primetime game, I honestly would not be shocked if the NFL was like, oh, let's play this game on Monday. Let's get another primetime game out of them. But yeah. it was already a primetime game, so they didn't need to do that. And the Lions actually requested for that. So they wanted to move back to their uh, – they want to move and play out of Sunday instead of Saturday just so they can get Daryl Bebo back. But, right when they when they move their national televised games, they they don't make as much money because yeah. national televised everyone's watching the commercials, everything, and all that stuff is money. So, yeah, it's kind of sucks they to move it. They moved it other times for other teams. They just didn't do it for the Lions. It is what it is, I guess. Um, do you want to get into our predictions? Yeah, let's do our predictions. All right, let me read off the record. Let's cue the Fox music. All right, so we all took W's this week, including you guys. All right, now let's get into our predictions and the standings. So I am currently in first position with the eight and six record. Malcolm and the listeners are only one game behind at seven and seven. And Pierre made kind of a crazy comeback, only two games out. He's sitting at six and eight, almost at the five hundred mark. So let's see if he can, you know, finish strong and he can finish five hundred if he wins these next two games. So um, we'll read off Malcolm since he's not here. Malcolm sent his predictions in. He is taking the Tampa Bay Bucks to win this game 31 to 24. And his bold prediction is that Romeo and Julian Acquara, the Acquara brothers, will combine for four sacks. So that is his bold prediction. And he is pre- predicting the Tampa Bay Bucks to win this game. Here, who do you got winning this game? 
I got the Buccaneers 33-21, and my bold prediction is the Lions will grab zero pressures. That's pretty bold, considering the old line who they're going up against. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's definitely bold. <laughs> um, I'm also following the train. I'm taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win this game. Similar score. I'll say 35-21. to 21. And then my bold prediction will be that Tom Brady throws for five touchdowns and Rob Gronkowski catches three of those touchdowns. So, okay. So, so you fantasy owners, I think that's a good match. I think it's a good deal well this week. Yeah. So uh, thankfully, I'm not playing against that this duo because I've played that duo before. So I'm not playing that duo this week. So Gronk catches three touchdowns. Brady throws five touchdowns. He looks great on primetime TV. People are buying him back to the box and you know looking at all this hype and. It's going to look very good for the line. So, um, and if you guys want to participate, like you guys been all year, Twitter, Instagram, we post on our Instagram story the day before the game. So that'll actually be on Christmas Day as you're listening to this. And then for Twitter, we'll have a tweet about it and it'll just be a Twitter poll. So you just got to click on who you think is going to win the game. Obviously, just as simple as clicking Lions or Bucks and we go by the popular vote and combine Instagram and Twitter. So that is how. We calculate you guys' voting. You guys are only one game out. So if you guys want to go, you know, a little ballsy, take the Lions. And, you know, let's say the Lions win this game. You guys would actually be tied for first place with me. So, you know, put that in that. I mean, you guys kind of got to risk it for the biscuit. Only two games left. So uh, with that being said, that is a wrap. And like we said at the top of the show, hope you guys all have a very Merry Christmas. This will be out on Christmas, I believe. So... Hope you guys all had a great Christmas. If you guys are listening to this after, or if you guys are listening to this on the day, you're a real one. So I hope you guys all had a very Merry Christmas with your family, whatever you guys did. Hope you guys ate good. Peter, what are you eating this Christmas? Eating some pacho? You already know. <laughs> so if you guys are Keldean or Middle Eastern, you guys definitely know what I'm talking about. Everyone else, you guys are probably confused as hell, but um, no, that's something as Keldeans and I know Peter, he looks forward to this. We get it like two, three times a year, so. This is one of those days. Yes, sir. Everyone loves, all Chaldeans love Pacha. Um, it's hard to explain. If you don't know what it is, Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, so actually, his funny story is uh, T. Grizzly, a local rapper, yeah. he said he loves Pacha and Doma. I think they know what Doma is. It's also a Chaldean food, but Pacha, I mean, that's really good, bro. Pacha is like, um, you only eat on special holidays or special occasions, like Easter or Christmas. Yeah, it's like usually Easter, Christmas, and like sometimes like, if it's special, like it's, it's gotta be a special one. Like maybe when the lines are good, like Thanksgiving. But other than that, like <laughs> mainly like Christmas and things or and Easter. So no, this is like one of our special times. So you know, I know me and Peter will be enjoying that definitely. And T Grizzly, I hope he's enjoying that this Christmas. Yes, sir. <laughs> he's our uh, instrument. So yeah. Um, like Tyler said, hope you guys all have a great Christmas. If you're not Christian, happy holidays. Hope you're all staying safe during this time. And I'm out. Peace.